Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hey, this is the Michigan Maniac Podcast, and I'm your host, Adam Brewer. This is the big game pregame, Penn State. All right, before we get going, like always, let's do the housekeeping. Uh, Guys, check out the YouTube page. Uh, It's going to get going here soon, I promise. I start to feel like I am the... Uh, Michigan Wolverine offense of YouTube channels. I just can't seem to get everything going right now. But I promise you I'm hitting my stride. Uh, Guys, also there is the social media aspect of this. So please go to the Facebook and Instagram and check out the Michigan Maniac podcast uh, where I post memes, uh, predictions, all that kind of stuff. It's a lot of fun. I enjoy it, and that's how I get to know you guys, so it's pretty great. Um, also, uh, you guys, please rate and review on any of the platforms that you listen to that will allow you to rate and review. If you do so, please send me a DM letting me know which platform you did it on, your full name and your address. I'll check it out and send you a sticker. All right, guys, one star, five stars, whatever. I just want to know that you guys are listening and enjoying it. And on that end, uh, I'm pretty excited to say now this is not really a big bump or anything, but I like it only because I am a comedian. Um, you can also find we have just been picked up by laughable the laughable app it's where you find all your comedy if you like any type and this isn't even a uh, commercial for them i just love this app and it really is phenomenal if you're looking for any one of your favorite comedians just type in their name and you can find every podcast that they've been on probably forever um and the michigan maniac podcast is now a part of the laughable app which is freaking phenomenal. Uh, they recognize how funny I am, guys. What can I say? It's pretty awesome. So, let's get into the old big game pregame. Um, okay, so I've rewatched the uh, Illinois game, right? And there are a few things that stood out to me which I didn't see before. Uh, the offensive line clearly is blocking way better than they used to. Uh, just because if you just take the two crappy teams that we played in the Big Ten, right? Illinois and Rutgers, both awful. And if you were to look at the running performances, much better with Illinois than with Rutgers, right? Um, even though the score was closer, whatever. But the offensive line was hitting its stride, actually hitting people in the mouth, moving them out of the way, creating holes, and now the running backs are getting in that uh, little simpatico thing they got going with the offensive line. They're starting to feel things. It's really starting to work out. So I was more, I was impressed with that. Also, 
I gotta give credit where credit is due on some things, even though Shea was pretty much awful the majority of the game. He did look good uh, when he needed to, when we needed that one touchdown or whatever to get us back on back rolling. He looked good then. I just don't know why he can't do that all the time. So with that, we'll lead into what have we learned, right? And what uh, what do we need to do going forward? So it looks like Shea is going to be our quarterback. No matter how much we bitch and complain, this is just who they want. So what does he do good? This is the real key here to what Michigan can do to beat Penn State. What does Shea do well? Now, Shea does one thing pretty well, and that is the rollout pass. And then he can run off of that or he can pass. Either way, you've got to get him rolling out of the pocket. He does not do well inside the pocket. I mean, sure, to fool him, we'll go ahead and throw in a few pocket passes or a few plays where he stays in the pocket to make the read. But for the majority of this game against Penn State, we need to get him out on the move. So this way he can either run it, hopefully, or he can pass it. And we need to give him at least three to four different depths of passing, like a short pass, a long pass, a medium pass, all that kind of stuff. So this way he can make one read on one side of the field and make that throw because he does do very well when he rolls out. I'll give him that much. He does look good there, right? Um, our defense is really hitting its stride right now. I am telling you, hitting its stride is going to be something I say tonight, apparently, because it's stuck in my brain. But, uh, I'm t- man, I know I've been saying this from the beginning of the season, and I'm telling you, you guys are really starting to see this. This is a statement game for us, obviously, right? I mean, that's no news. But what... Our offense is going to do in this game, I think, will surprise a lot of us. Even if Shea just gives us a okay performance, our offense now with two good running backs, two good young running backs, and you mix in true, we have now a a threesome of running backs, a trilateral of running backs, right, that can actually do something. I'm really, and then you throw in a decent performance by Shea. Our offensive line's opening holes. I th- I think we're gonna win this game, guys. I we get just an okay performance from Shea, and we're gonna win this bad boy. Overall health is improving, which is fantastic. Um, our defensive tackles between Dwumfor and. Uh, Dwell Ford and Carlo Kemp, and then you mix in uh, Donovan Jeter, I think, was in there. Uh, you Mike Dana, you throw in that whole NASCAR package deal. Uh, we really have improved with stopping the run in the middle. Uh, Cam McGrown, I mean, what more do we need to say about Cam McGrown and Daxon Hill? Fantastic, talented kids. Uh, and I think Cam is going to have a great game this week. The one I'd say really to look out for is Josh Uche. I think Josh is, I, he has a chance to really dominate this one. He had three sacks last week. He's going to get home a few times against Penn State. He's just going to. He, he dominated them last year. 
He's going to do it again this year with Cam making a statement in the middle now. Uh, I believe Josh Ross might be able to play in this game. So, therefore, you get uh, a little bit of the pressure alleviated off of uh, Jordan Glasgow. Uh, then with the crossing routes, you got that Daxton Hill in the middle. And hopefully he's he's just such an upgraded version of Brandon Watson. It's it's really phenomenal. And we do that nickel-dime or that nickel zone or whatever they're doing. It looks like you get you get Cam. Well, hold on. Let's say you get Daxton and you put Vincent Gray out there while you have a Lavert Hill and an Amory Thomas out there holding down. Oh my God! It's and then you have Hawkins and Metellus. Holy moly! We are going to shut this team down. I'm telling you, I'm I'm getting excited about this game. I know everybody and their mother doesn't think we're going to win. And they've, we've given them no real reason to believe in us. But if you really watch this team over the last couple of weeks, everything's getting better but Shea. And even then, he had one really good uh, drive when we needed him to have a good drive in this game. So maybe even he's coming out of it, right? Maybe. Um. I, I've, I've got great feeling about this. I really, really do. Um, plus, Penn State is not great when game day, because that's it's a game day game. You know, you got the old dude, Herb Street, uh, you know, Howard, and then uh, Reese David all in, or Reese Davis all going to be there, right? Penn State's three and four when college game day comes into town, right? We'll go over the whiteout in a second because, frankly, I am sick of hearing about this whiteout. And I'll break down why the whiteout is only effective for weak-minded teams. And uh, we'll, I'll, I'll just go over it about it in a minute. Um, for Somehow, have we forgotten that Harbaugh's 3-1 against Penn State? 3-1 against Penn State. Right, the only time we got blown out by Penn State was in 2017, and may I remind you, that's when we had John O'Corn as quarterback. That is the only time we've ever been blown out by Penn State. So this whole we need to be fearful of Penn State or Penn State's got our number is such a bullshit fucking argument. It drives me insane. Look at the numbers. Look at the history of these two teams playing one another. We have the edge in every way possible. All right? We have a better team than they do right now. We do. We get a quarterback. We're unstoppable this year. We have a good quarterback play right now. Let's just say Shea wakes the fuck up. And he is Shea from last year. That Shea from last year is good enough to beat the pants off of this fucking Penn State team. I don't know about Ohio State, but it's still good enough to beat Penn State. I mean, we have talent everywhere we look. Off, I mean, let's just go over position by position, right? Um, just in the skilled spots, they don't. They have J.K. or yeah, J. K.J. Camler or whatever the frick the kid's name is. Decent. I mean, super fast. We gotta be worried about that kid. They got a decent tight end. 
not great. But if you look at the wide receiving core with mixed in with the tight ends, we've got them. We have we have three possible NFL talented wide receivers, and then we've got some a hodgepodge of up and coming tight ends. So the tight ends they probably have us, but wide receiving core we got them right. We have them. We beat them in that position. Offensive line it's neutral or we win. It's I, they don't have a better offensive line than us. If anything, it's equal. Uh, quarterback. God damn it. If Shea Patterson can be last year's Shea Patterson, he's better than Sean Clifford. Let's not forget, Sean Clifford is a first-year starter. A first-year starter. They haven't played anybody other than Iowa last week, and it was a close game. And like I told you in the results of the, B, the B1G, um. It was a classic a Big Ten game where they both wore each other out and the one the one that had the most stamina won, basically. Okay? He's not he's not this world beater. He's not uh Dwight Haskins. He's not he's for God's sakes, he's not even Tony Saka uh for all the old heads that know Penn State football. He's not even um Yeah, I can't even remember that one dude's name. Oh well. Kerry Collins. He's not even Kerry Collins. All right? Let's relax. And last time I checked, Noah Kane, good, good true freshman. He's a pretty good true freshman running back, but he's not Saquon Barkley. He's not Saquon. And to be to remind you all, Saquon was only Saquon for one year against us. We shut them the fuck down and the and the other times we faced that kid. Okay? So let's Let's just start to realize some real truths about who Penn State is. They don't have us in wide receiver. We got them in wide receiver. Shea shows up. We got him in quarterback. Our running backs are better at all three because you can. They've got Noah Kane and some other dude, right? I don't even know who the other dude is, and he's not doing that great. But then you've got an up and coming uh, Hassan Haskins who looks good. Then you can throw out uh, Charbonnet, and then you can throw out True Wilson. I. I will shit my pants if I see Christian Turner pop his ever-loving head into this game. And I may even throw something at the TV if I see Ben, the concession stands Van Sumeren, in this game. Or even Bench Mason, who should be helping him roast the peanuts. I shouldn't see either one of those two. Our running back core is better than theirs. It's getting there. They're on a stride. They're looking as... They're better. They're just better. Okay? The eye test, I've seen the eye test. We're on a roll. They're okay. They're not great. We're going to... We're better. I know they're going to say, Oh, well, we haven't been doing much with the run, and we're only blah, 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 and Michigan doesn't... If we average less than three yards per carry, we'll lose this game. I'm telling you, we're not. The offensive line's hitting its stride right now. The, the running backs are finding... Are, are now meshed with the offensive line and what they're doing, and we're going to be great. Wide receivers, we got them. Defense, they got a decent defensive line, a decent one. But they don't have the speed we have. 
They just don't. Josh Uche, Cam McGrone, find anyone on Penn State's defense. None of them are as fast as those two. And then you want to talk about defensive backfields? You think anybody's as fast as Amory Thomas back there or has the talent of fucking Levert Hill? Get out of here with that noise. Amory Thomas is going to be a fucking top-notch NFL prospect coming up real soon. The kid may be the fastest kid on the team, and at, on that night, he will more than likely be the fastest on the field. You got Daxon Hill, who's going to make a real run at that, and then Hamler is pretty damn quick. I'm not going to take that away from him. That kid is quick. Um, I mean, safeties were good. Linebacker, I mean, we've got this team. We have more talent than this team, and let's face it. Even with this body snatcher Harbaugh we have right now, he's a much better coach than the cheerleader, James Franklin, okay? The uh, knockoff key from Key and Peel. all right? The poor man's key. He, he doesn't do well in big games. He's not a great coach. He's a decent recruiter. All right, he wants to look cool so this way he can go get the job at USC when they fire poor Clay Helton. That's all he wants right now. He doesn't care about Penn State. And he's not that great of a coach. He's just not. Ever since uh, What's-His-Nuts moved on down to Miss uh, Mississippi State, uh, you know, and Gaddis left, he hasn't been doing much. And let's, can we get off of Gaddis's back, please? I mean... We all know Shea's the one who's fucking up these plays. So if Shea can get, which it looked like towards the end of the game, he was getting his head out of his own butt. Because we don't need to now, what we, actually, let me take that out. We need to start playing to his strengths instead of his weaknesses. As we all know, the read option, he, he refuses, refuses to take the ball on the read option. So let's roll his punk ass out. We roll him out, he's more apt to run if there's no pass because that's what he's going to do. He doesn't read. He There's no read option. He's the Dexter Manley of read option. And if you don't know who that is, Dexter Manley was a defensive tack or defensive end for the Washington Redskins who was illiterate. He made it all the way to the NFL and couldn't read a fucking book. He didn't even know how to spell his own name, I don't think. I think he marked his name with an X. Not sure, but he was illiterate. Didn't know what was going on. He could, he could write his name, but couldn't read it, okay? Just like Shea Patterson when it comes to the speed option. He, he can run it. He just can't read it. He has no idea what's going on. He'll hand it off because he don't know how to read, okay? So we'll roll his little punk ass out of the fucking pocket. This way he can have three options to pass that ball, or if not, pull it up and run or run out of bounds. Either way, we get him out of the fucking pocket and make him do something. Play to his strengths, all right? If he's not going to get benched, we might as well try and make this kid look good. We might as well polish up this turd and make it the best we can. All right? Um, Harbaugh's better than, than Franklin. Just is. Plain and simple. I don't care what people are saying. He is better. We've seen it. I test overall just better coach. Um. Like I said, Patterson's better. Uh, Patterson is better than Clifford. I know. I know. It's even hurting me to say nice things about this kid. Um, now, before I get into the keys of the game and the facts of the real, the real facts of this whiteout. Okay, here is a message from Anchor, and hopefully, 
It will be done right this time. Take it easy. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right. So let's get into the facts of the whiteout, right? The real whiteout. Um, so this whiteout, they act as if Penn State is unbeatable. The atmosphere is so electric that no matter who plays there, they all cower in fear because it's the whiteout. It's a bunch of fat Midwestern a-holes who just put on a white t-shirt and they scream really loud and that's so frightening to anybody who walks in there. And then you actually look at the numbers and you see exactly what it is. It's just a bunch of fat Midwestern assholes who put on a white shirt and scream a lot. And it doesn't intimidate anyone other than weak-minded football teams. And that's who, and sad to say, Michigan's a part of that sometimes, of being the weak-minded assholes who walk in there and get their clocks cleaned. Because the overall record of this whiteout, uh, Penn State 7-8. and eight. That's right, seven and eight. Uh, that's a losing record. So I don't know who in their mother boasts that they've got a losing record in their most intimidating of all nights. Oh, the whiteout! Oh my God, we got it's a fifty-fifty shot of winning. Oh, how will we ever do it? They're so scary. Oh my goodness, what will we ever do? I mean. Some of the, it's just ridiculous. Now, I, I, it's sad to say, but Michigan, Penn State has a three to two edge on the whiteout against Michigan. But if you were to listen to the pundits, all we do is get blown out when we go to Happy Valley. Because, God forbid, we've ever actually had any real games there. Um, just to give you an idea, 2000. Six, Michigan, number four in the country. We beat Penn State 17 to 10, right? That, that was just a half stadium whiteout. Now, the full, the full stadium whiteout only started in 2007, okay? Now, with that, Michigan in 2010 lost a close one, 41 to 31 to Penn State. Still not a blowout. Close, hard-fought game. 2013, Michigan walks on in, loses in overtime, 43-40. to Still not a blowout. A team walked into the wideout, stood its ground, and lost in overtime. Okay, fine. Those things happen. 2015, let's see here. 2015, yeah, that's it. Michigan beats... Walks in there and beats Penn State 28-16. I know that's Christian Hackenberg. It's not the mighty Trace McSorley. But still, we won a game there. 
We beat them in 2006. We beat them in 2015. And then the one that everybody and their mother wants to remind you of was the John O'Corn year in 2017. And yes, we got the brakes beat off of us. When the first play of the game, Barkley runs it for a fucking kickoff for a touchdown, shit happens. That's not great. When we're not known as a team to have great mental uh, stability from 2017. Now, 2016 team, I believe it. 2017, no. As all we learned, too, 2018, we didn't have a very strong mental makeup either. And that's the big question about this team right now is where's our mental stability if we get punched in the mouth in this game, right? So goes the king, so goes the kingdom. Harbaugh is doing something. Maybe it's not even Harbaugh. Maybe it is the fact that Shea isn't a great leader. And every time he does something wrong, he looks like a turtle poking his head back into his, retreating his head back into his shell. And that's how the offense ends up playing. And then the offense starts fumbling the ball, which is 17 fumbles in the just young season. And we've lost nine of them. Nine drives ended because of ridiculousness. And then that puts our defense back on its heels. And then our defense does what it can, but still gives up points. And I'll be honest, our defense, I believe, is ready to answer the bell if they get punched in the face. I just don't know if our offense is ready yet, right? I believe our defense is, but we can't keep putting them out there constantly and hoping that they can hold on. Um, but like I say, weak-minded teams. The only teams that that Penn State really plays and wins in these things are weak-minded teams. Now tell me, uh, in 2008, Illinois, who was ranked 22nd, not a great team. I know they were ranked, and that, which is a shocker that Illinois was ranked at some point in time, but still not a great team. 2007, Notre Dame, the first wideout, not a great team. Uh See, they also beat uh, Michigan's on there. Ohio's the Ohio State. Now, Ohio State in 2016, that was a true shock. That was really impressive because Ohio State was number two in the nation, and they they got uh, that was that was Penn State's best team, right? That was that was the Joe Moorhead offensive coordinator, uh, Saquon Barkley, Trace McSorley. That was that was a very good team. But outside of that, they lose to every good team that comes in there and that doesn't get scared by fat Midwesterners in a white T-shirt. All right? Now listen, more than likely, they're wearing sizes too small. That's why it's so scary. Uh, just the way it goes. Now I can say this because I have been ruled a Midwest dime piece. So, I mean, I don't like to brag about it and all, but, you know, hey. I'm the most popular guy at a Packer game, but out here in Arizona, I'm the most lonely guy in Scottsdale. It's the way it goes, right? Uh, I was born for the cold, but live in the heat. It's just the way it goes. Uh, so, with that be, I mean, they played Alabama. They played Alabama in 2011 and lost 27 to 11, right? They don't beat teams like they lost Ohio State 35 23 in 2012. Good teams who don't get scared beat Penn State at home because they're Penn State, right? It's, I, 
last time I checked, I, they don't. They they're they they're a blue blood. Of course they are, but they're not one of those teams. They're like us. We're just trying to get to that next level. So are they? We're on the we're on the mid tier level of of blue bloods. We're trying to get to the elite level of blue bloods, right? The same thing with Penn State. We shouldn't fear this fucking team. And let's face it, guys. If if Michigan can't get up for this game. If they can't, if they're so intimidated, then quit football. Like I said, I believe they have intramural, intramural tetherball, or maybe even bocce ball, or even um, uh, tiddlywinks, or jacks, or foursquare, whatever the fuck it is, get out of football if you can't get hyped for this game. I don't care if... Jim Harbaugh was a deaf mute and can't deliver a fucking halftime speech or a or even a rah rah let's go kick their ass speech in the beginning because if you can't get up for this game when everybody in the national media says you can't do this you can't win you suck Harbaugh's 0 and 7 when they're fucking underdogs you can't win if you can't look yourself in the mirror and look at your buddy across the way and say we're going to get up for this fucking game we're going to do this I don't give a fuck what we have to do if you can't do that then get out of the sport just get out of the sport it's not meant for you it's okay, but this is for people who get ready, who want to look people in the face and say, fuck off, we are meant to be here. And it's not like we're going into Tuscaloosa to play Alabama. We're going into a whiteout where the team that we're playing isn't even, doesn't even have a winning record on that night. Let alone when college game day is there. So what are we scared of? Why Why is this? Why are we so, oh, what can we do? I don't think we're going to win. And I'll tell you something. This is the fucking perfect game for us to catapult ourselves back into the national conversation because everybody isn't paying attention to the truth. They're building up this white game or the white out. They're building up Penn State. And the only reason why they're really building up Penn State, and let's be honest, they just want uh, something to talk about when Penn State plays uh, Ohio State. Because right now, there's only one other team that can compete with Ohio State, and that's Wisconsin. And though I really don't believe the national pundits or the national media really believes in Wisconsin yet. So they need another team to challenge Ohio State because they need ratings. They can't be like, well, shit, man, they don't play uh, Wisconsin until November sometime. We need to but we need to pump up these numbers. We need Ohio State to play somebody else so we can have something else to talk about. I mean, for God's sakes, they made Nebraska sound good for a week. That's right. When Nebraska played Penn, I mean, played Ohio State, they actually tried to make Nebraska sound like they were important and they were actually good. This is how desperate they are for storylines. Penn State is not great. They've played no one of consequence until last week. And yes, that was a good win. You go into Iowa at night and you get a win, that's impressive. I will give it to them on that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to bag them on that one. That was a good win. But I'm not saying, oh my God, Penn State world beaters. Look at how Sean Clifford played. Oh, how Noah Kane. Oh my God, what will we ever do? If you can't get up for this fucking game, because let's face it, we get up and we beat them, and we beat them by 
10 points. Because that's possible, folks. I hate to tell that to people who are doubters out there, but that's legitimately possible if Shane fucking Patterson could get his head out. I mean, Shane, Shay Patterson. See, I can't even remember the dude's name. That's how much my brain and my whole body hates this kid's performance. Notice I said performance, not person. Because as we all know, Shay Patterson as a person reads to blind people. And he pushes fat people in carts to wherever they need to go. That's the great person that Shea Patterson is. And what's the kicker is he actually reads the books to the blind people, but in Braille. Shocker, right? He's pretty talented. But as a quarterback, he sucks dong. But if he can stop sucking dong as a quarterback and just give us 75% of him, we can win this game by 10. We win this game by 10. That catapults us in the next week at home against Notre Dame, and we get up for home games against Notre Dame. That'll be probably another college game day game. It's going to be the national media looking at us once again, and we can beat that team. And we're going to need it because Notre Dame is way better than Penn State. Way better than Penn State. But we beat Penn State. We, I really do believe we beat Notre Dame maybe in a nail-biter, nail but we beat them. And then now it's a totally different conversation. We're back in the top ten, right? We do that. This is so important of a game. And if you can't get up for it, Please, if you play for Michigan and you hear this and you can't get fucking stoked, just amped out of your goddamn mind for this game, sit out. Let somebody else take your spot who is amped up for this game. This is for Michigan and the overall greatness of our school and the team we cheer and love. We need your best effort. I don't want to hear, oh, they, they wilted underneath the lights of the whiteout. Oh, the whiteout. Give me a fucking break. I'm sick of this whiteout horse shit. So I can't wait. I think we're going to put it to them. I know I picked 24-20. That's mainly because I have no faith in Shea Patterson. I can see us up 24-17. Uh, Penn State driving. And our defense comes up big, makes them kick that field goal. They go for an onside kick. We get it. We win that game. That's how I see it. I think, but I can also see us winning by 10. If Shea gives us 75%, if he can just be the Shea from last year for this game, we can beat this team pretty good. It's going to be close because there are no, there are no schlubs, but we're better. Now, our keys to the game to get to that point. So let's go ahead and do that. Um, keys to the game. Defensively, they just need to show up, right? They need to get pressure on that quarterback. So Uche, uh, Cam McGrone, you're looking at Aiden Hutchinson, Quiddy Pay. I mean, and Michael Dwanford doesn't necessarily have to get pressure. He just has to clog up that middle and allow Carlo Kemp to get in there on those stunts and and hit the hit that Noah Kane. You know what I mean? That's all we need to do. And you're going to get pressure on Sean Clifford. We need to stop the run, put pressure on Clifford, and try and have him beat us. Because you're going to put, we're going to have Amory Thomas probably on uh, Handler or Hamler or uh, Lavert Hill. Either way, he's probably going to get double teamed. So you're going to get double teamed with Daxon Hill and and Lavert Hill, or you can see a Vincent Gray and uh, Hill or a uh, Vincent Gray and an Amory Thomas. Amory Thomas is fast. Hamler's just not going to run past him. Plus, Amory Thomas is taller. 
He's taller, he runs as fast, and he's smart and aggressive. So good luck. Good luck if that's a one-on-one. So they better hope that, that somehow we still haven't figured out the crossing route. But I'm telling you, we're getting better at this stuff. So we need to shut down the run. And, I mean, I don't know how we can't. I, I just have a zero faith in, in Kane. He's a true freshman. I know, I, I know I've know. i been talking about true freshman in, in Charbonnet and also with uh, Hassan Haskins. I get the, the irony or the hypocrisy or whatever you want to call it. But I love this team. I still think we're better than they are. Come on. Um, you know, so may Clifford beat us. I don't have faith in that guy. I didn't have faith in Nate Stanley, and I was right. I don't have faith in this kid. He's a little bit more mobile, so we need to watch that. That's why Cam McGrone's going to be big in this one. That's why we need Josh Ross or or Glasgow to be aware, uh, Hudson to be aware. Our linebackers are really going to have to play a great game to kind of keep an eye and, and, and you know mirror this kid to make sure he doesn't get off on one of those little runs that can fuck us on a third down, right? But we do that. We shut. We make him make him beat us. And I believe we can win this game defensively, right? So the pressure and stop the run. Those are the two biggest things we need right now defensively. Because I really do believe our defensive backfield is the fastest it's ever been, and it's the most talented it's ever been, ever been. Okay. Offensively, I mean, let's just face it. Let's work the Shea's strengths, right? Because I mean. Roll him out, get him to pass the ball, maybe then he'll run it so we get him a little bit more active a little earlier in the game. We need, absolutely need, the three-headed figure of Haskins, Charbonnet, and Wilson to really beat them up. And that's a one hell of a a triple punch because you're getting them with different speeds, different skill sets. It's impressive. And if we can get those three kids running, and I mean, they don't, if we get a hundred yard rusher out of any one of those three, it's going to be, we'll win this game. We will win this game, right? Because we'll, we'll have averaged over three yards per carry, which seems to be the golden number for any Harbaugh team that, that loses or wins big games. Um, no turnovers. Fuck, I don't care if you got to put old school stick them on them. It, you need to be in the replacements and spray that shit on your hand so much. I don't care. You need to I don't I don't I don't care what we do. But we can't have turnovers. We cannot do it. And especially early. If we have early turnovers, we'll lose this game. Plain and simple. But that's what, eliminate the turnovers. Get Shea out of the pocket. Have him throw on the run because that's what he's good at. Maybe he'll, like I said, I've been saying this for the last couple minutes or throughout this whole podcast, he can run or throw out of the pocket. Um, no turnovers. We get the our three-headed monster running. We're going to win this game, guys, okay? Uh, maybe tomorrow I'll have the... The big games and the B1G, and then we'll go from there. But guys, I really do. I think we're gonna win. I think we're gonna win this team, or I win this team. Jesus, I sound like my mother. Go win the game, son. Go win this team. Yay! Get that first down. Um, <laughs> I wish I could remember some of my mother, my mother's uh, sayings because they were truly ridiculous. And the only thing that made them ridiculous was that that she really believed that she understood the game of football. 
You know what I mean? So to hear her scream with such conviction, such ridiculousness, was always a fun, a fun listen. So, anyways, we can win this game. We're going to win this game. We're going to come out like real fucking old school Michigan Wolverines and put a fucking slap on this team. We're going to make them feel us. So, like I say, guys, it, it will win twenty four twenty. Um, it is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. It is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. And always and forever, go blue.